What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Take Daily. It is me, John O'Halloran. If you guys want to follow social media, I don't think it's even a point plugging anymore. You don't follow me. You didn't even listen to this. Instagram is John O'Halloran15. Twitter, underbar John, underbar O'Halloran. If you guys want to uh, take follow Take Daily social media, it's TTL on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, once again, Ryan could not make it on the podcast today. He was feeling a little under the weather. Um, so hope you feel better, Ryan. Hope we can make it back on this podcast. If not, once again, I am sure why I'm the superior brother. I'm the better brother, but I hope you feel better. Uh, anyways, we're going to jump right into baseball. I know when the last time I even started with baseball, but uh, I was at a work Christmas party yesterday. Um, check my phone, load up Instagram, and the first thing I see is breaking news. The Texas Rangers signed Jacob DeGrom to a five-year deal. It is, a, it is reportedly worth $185 million. Uh, he's a two-time he's a two-time uh, Cy Young winner with the Mets, um, so the other worth 185 includes a conditional six-year option that could take the contract to 222 million, according to Jeff Passan of ESPN. Um, so there was a, a tweet by uh, Kennedy uh, Lan- uh, Landry, per source, the breakdown of the Rangers' five-year deal. Uh, so 2023, he's making 30 million. 2024, he's making 40 million. 2025, he's making 40 million. Uh, in 2026, it drops down to 38 million. And uh, 2027 drops down to 37 million. Um, in addition to uh, DeGrim's uh, hefty salary, the Rangers forfeit their second round draft pick in a 500,000 from its international draft pool uh, for signing the pitcher. Um, so, Rangers general manager Chris Young said, uh, We are thrilled that Jacob DeGrim has decided to become Texas Ranger. Over a number of seasons, Jacob has been a standout major league pitcher and gets the dominant performer at the top of rotation. One of the uh, primary goals this offseason is to strengthen our, our starting pitching and we're in, uh, adding one of the best. So um, the 37 uh, annual uh, average value makes him the second highest paid pitcher in baseball behind his former teammate Max Serger who earns uh, $43.3 million annually. Um, so the Mets were interested in re-signing Jacob DeGrom, but never got a final offer. A source told the, um, New York's Post, uh, Mike, uh, Puma, instead they receive a, uh, compensation pick after a, f- in the, after the fourth round in the MLB's, uh, draft since, uh, Jacob DeGrom turned down a qualifying offer. Um, you know, remember last year that the, um... That the, uh, Met, the, the, the Mets, that they know... Rangers spent huge money last year, uh, handing over $500 million. They signed Corey Seager. They signed uh, Marcus Simeon. Uh, now, they also signed John Gray. So, Jacob DeGrom is joint rotation. That includes John Gray. Uh, Martin Price, who had a really good season last year, uh, made the All-Star game. Uh, Jake uh, Orderizzi and um, Dean During. He authorized a uh, 8257 record with a 2.52 ERA and a uh, 14.3 K slash 9 season with the Mets. Um, so the Mets did offer Jacob DeGrom a three hundred twenty million range. Reports uh, Joel Sherman of New York Post. Two sides reportedly in contact Thursday, but there weren't any uh, talk during Friday, right before he joined the Rangers. No Rangers, like I, no, Rangers, like I said last year, spent a lot of money tried tried to, um, you know become contenders but they ended up coming uh they ended up becoming pretenders no they weren't very good at all last season um at the same time i didn't really you know pay attention to them uh i mean i, I as a sportsman i should be paying attention to most teams but i really most focus on the red Sox. 
Um, now they finished 68-94 last year and making those signings. I bring Jacob DeGrom. At, at the same time, I don't know how I feel about this. He's going to be 34. Uh, he's 34. I don't know if he's going to be 35 by the season starts. So this deal could bring him to these 40 years old, obviously, 39, 40 years old. Now, he's been hurt the last few seasons, last two seasons. So I know, I, I mean, I'm sure it's going to work out for them. No, he's when healthy is one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's absolutely dominant. He's unhittable. Um, but at the same time, it's like I I don't know. I, I'm sure it's going to work out for them. I mean, this guy coming in is going to definitely help that rotation. Uh, it's not a bad rotation, um, especially when you got Jacob DeGrom coming in, especially all the um, moves the Rangers made last offseason. Uh, I'm sure they're going to make more. There's a couple free agents out there that I'm sure they can bring in and uh, help boost this team. But no, bringing Jacob DeGrom is definitely going to boost your uh, rotation, boost your team. And uh, that's definitely a presence you want in that locker room. He's definitely a hell of a pitcher. You know, two-time Cy Young winner. Um, but, you know, the Rangers, once again, they won't make more moves. And I know uh, before free agency uh, just started, they, wanted to, they did want to bring in... Um, Clayton Kershaw, but honestly, I'd rather take this. I mean, no offense to Clayton Kershaw. That dude's one of the greatest pitchers to ever uh, play the game. But, you know, I would probably rather take Jacob DeGrom, as crazy as that sounds. I, I mean, I would take both of them. But, you know, bring up Jacob DeGrom. Range spend more money. Now, hopefully this one doesn't backfire in the face because, you know, if this backs, backfires in the face... You no, know, they spent a bunch of money last season. They dropped money on Jacob DeGrom. And if this one can you know, blow back in their face, um, I don't know. That might not look good for them. But speaking about the Mets, um, so the Mets are now uh, had their uh, fingers pointed towards uh, Jason, Ver uh, Jason Verlander after uh, Jacob DeGrom signs with the, um, with the Rangers. Uh, Verlander isn't uh, expected concerning a fallback option for the Mets, uh, who DeGrom reportedly never got a chance to make a final offer, like I mentioned before. So, uh, Jason, just I said Jason, Ver, did I say Jason Verlander the first time? I meant Justin. Uh, Justin Verlander returned to Tommy John's surgery last season, posted an incredible 18-4 record with a 1.75 ERA. Uh, he won his third Cy Young, uh, won a second World Series, which include two, uh, since with the, uh, no, since with the, um, with the Astros, he's won two area titles, an MVP, two World Series titles. Um, you know, I would, you know, Justin Verlander showed that you no know, age is just a number. You no, know, thirty-nine years old, bounce back season, wins Player of the Year, wins another Cy Young, wins wins another World Series, absolute dominant in the playoffs, absolute dominant throughout the season. And if you know he can stay consistent like he did this season and goes to New York. I mean, he already pitched with Mark Max Serger in um, Detroit, and that Detroit pitch rotation was crazy. You had him, you had Max Serger, you had uh, Rick Purcello, uh, you had Annabelle Sanchez, and that, that pitch rotation was very, very scary. I believe Doug Fister was part of that too, and that pitch rotation was one of the best at that time. I think that was back in 2013, 2014. I think David Price was even part of that rotation at one point. But no, back to these two. You know, these two can be very, very dominant. Um, no, like Justin Brown definitely showed it. Um, so he's reportedly seeking a deal similar to the three year hundred thirty million pact at Max Sergio's time with the Mets last season. Um, so if they can't get Verlander, uh, they're gonna also uh, look into calls uh Radon. Um 
so Verlando also uh, draw interest from the Dodgers and the uh, New York Met, uh, New York Yankees. So um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I could see Justin. I said almost said Jason again. I could see Justin Verlander staying staying in uh, Houston. You know, look what he's done with Houston. You know, two World Series again. Um, but you know, money talks. Money talks. Um, but if he can get, if the Mets can get him on a decent deal, I know he wants a deal uh, similar to Max Scherzer, but the only thing, I mean, like I said, even though I said he's 39, 39, he's sure that age doesn't matter, and he's doesn't he's saying to Father Time, you're not stopping me yet. Um, yeah, I mean, if the Mets can get him in, he can stay consistent. Max Scherzer can stay consistent. Those two could be a deadly uh, one-two punch. But then again, no, everyone thought uh, him and you know, Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom be a deadly one-two punch, and they were. But unfortunately, you know, they ended up losing to the Padres in the uh, NLDS. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to end up winning uh, the Justin Verlander uh, sweep takes. Uh, also, the Red Sox made a move uh, yesterday that I even I didn't even know even happened throughout the day. I didn't see it until late last night. After I got home from my uh, the work Christmas party, so Red Sox are signing um, Chris Martin to a two year deal, seventeen point five million. Uh, so he was impressed with the Dodgers last season after they acquired him from the Chicago Cubs at the trade deadline. Uh, he offered he uh, posted a one point six ERA. Uh, I, I really never heard of him. Um, he's been the uh, big leagues. Has seven years of big league experience, spending time at the. Uh, Cubs, Dodgers, Atlanta Braves, Texas Rangers, Rockies, Yankees. Uh, I mean, Red Sox do need bullpen help. They're ranked 14th in ERA last season. Um, this is the second uh, relief that the Red Sox signed uh, this offseason. Uh, they also signed uh, left-hander uh, Julie Rodriguez to a one-year deal in November. Um, now, I was watching some. Um, so there was a Twitter page. I think Red Sox stats posted a video of him. The Duke can throw the ball, uh, and the Red Sox they definitely definitely need bullpen help. You now, one of the th uh, things that hurt them last year was their bullpen. You know, there was a lot of games that the Red Sox should have won. Their bullpen just blew it. You know, I, I know there'd be times I'd be watching a game be five nothing, and I would change it, and next thing you know, they're losing seven to five because their bullpen couldn't hold the lead. So I mean, this two posted good numbers last year. Had a good stellar season with the Dodgers and Cubs. And uh, I don't know about too much about the other guy, but no, the Red Sox, they definitely need bullpen help. And I think that's one of the, uh, well, obviously I want the Red Sox to focus on Xander Bulgars, which we're going to get to. And uh, I think one of the main things the Red Sox should really focus on this offseason is helping that uh, bullpen in the pitching rotation. But the way things are looking, I really don't think um, Kyan Bloom uh, is really going to do much, as much as it sucks to say. I really have a lot of faith in this uh, Red Sox team for the next few year, uh, for the next few years to come. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be spending a lot of money. Uh, I know they get, they do got the money to spend, but you know one of the things that uh, Chime Bloom did in um, or Kyle Bloom did in uh, t uh, when he was with the uh, Rays is one of the things he did. He really never spent money. One of the things he did is he would trade players for minor league players. He would build his farm system, build his farm system, build his farm system. And I think that's what he's doing with the Red Sox. 
you know, he's looking at this and saying, no, we're not going to be competitive for the next few years. What I want to do is trade players, focus on my farm system, build my farm system up. And I just, I don't like the approach he's doing. I really don't know, right? Because Red Sox for, you know, years and years and years were one of the teams that go out and spend huge money and bring these free agents in. You know, it was always them. It was always the Yankees. It was always the Dodgers. Uh, it was always, you know, these teams that had the money to go out and spend. And now the Red Sox are one of these teams that are not going to go out and spend money. Um, but, you know, hopefully Chris Martin can help this bullpen. Uh, the Red Sox definitely need it. Um, and I'm happy they brought some bullpen up to hope these two pitchers can help, uh, help out their bullpen. But the only thing about Julie Rodriguez is, you know, he started off good last year at the Mets and completely went downhill. Um, but, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, hopefully they can get more uh, relief pitching. Uh, David Ortiz, like I, I mentioned, I was going to talk about Zaylen Bogarts. He says Ortiz expects the Red Sox to sign Bogarts. Uh, we don't want another Mookie situation. So he says, I expect it to come through and get this done. Ortiz said, according to Pete uh, Abraham of the Boston Globe, uh, we don't want another situation like Mookie Betts. Uh, a guy like that, such a good player who uh, goes out and everything like a professional and plays like Boston is a keeper. Um, so Betts, another player to come through the uh, Boston system, never hit free agency, but the Red Sox trade him to the Dodgers one year uh, after the tested free uh, agency market. After failing to extend him, the Dodgers and Betts uh, agreed to a 12-year, $356 million extension. Um, There's another thing that has to do with um, no Bloom. You know, trade Mookie Betts. Now, two years later, you're going to let Exam Bogarts walk. Add another year to that. So in three years, I'm just saying three years, you traded um, three or four years or whatever. You traded Mookie Betts. Two years later, you let Exam Bogarts leave. Then, you no, know, four years after that, whatever, you let Rafael Devers walk. And I think this is going to happen. I don't think Time Bloom has any motivation to keep these two players. And it sucks that none of the Mookie's bad situation happened, but this is going to be another situation with these two players that they're going to leave. And I think what Rafael Devers is looking at right now is Rafael Devers thinking to himself, I'm a free agent after next season. If they do not bring back Isaiah Bogarts, I'm gone. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, no, it's in 10 years, he's won two World Series with the Red Sox. Uh, he's won, what, five Silver Sluggers. He's a four-time All-Star. Uh, he's... It's just, I... I just don't get what's going on with the Red Sox, man. Like I said, they spent so much money. You know, he's one of the best free agents and in, uh, in one of the best available free agents right now. Um, you know, do they if they, they lose him, do they bring Carlos Correa? Do they bring in Trey Turner? Do they sign Danson's, uh, Dansby Swanson? So rumor service Wednesday that, that Bogarts uh, has uh, suicides with the Red Sox will be signing elsewhere. However, the team president, Sam Kenny, rejected that uh, notion and uh, said Red Sox had desired to bring him back. Um, there's actually one thing that I heard on 985 The Sports Hub here in uh, New England that the uh, that Exam Borgart followed the Padres on um, followed the, uh, Padres on Instagram. I'm actually bringing up my Instagram right now see if he's following any other teams besides uh, 
besides the Padres. I mean, obviously take with a grain of salt, but so we're still following the Red Sox. So I don't really see. Oh, yeah, there is a Padres right there. He's going down a few more see if he's following any other teams. So far, I don't see that he's following any other teams. Alright, so, so far I'm seeing him following any other teams. Um, but I want to go to the Padres Instagram and see if they're following him. Like I said, then again, I'm just taking it to the grain of salt. Uh... So they're not following Alexander uh, Bulgars. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of weird that he follows the Padres on Instagram um, when they're interested in him. But I just know I really hope the Red Sox keep this guy. You know, he's one of my favorite players. Uh, probably he's my favorite player. Uh, you know, I just, it's going to suck to see the Red Sox lose two. Two players like Mookie Betts and Xana Bogarts in two years. Then next season, possibly lose Rough Dub Devers. Just imagine looking back, you know, 10, 15 years from now, when you look back and you look back in history, and just in four years, the Red Sox lose three players like that. That's that's nuts. That's crazy. Um, and I really hope to bring them back. I really do know. They know you got the money. Spend the money. Spend the money. Just spend the money. You know, be competitive. Spend the money. Because I think the Red Sox are going to be one of the worst teams in baseball this coming season. Not only that, the next few seasons. The Red Sox are going to be terrible for the next few years to come if they don't go out and spend money and do the things they need to do. Um... I don't know. I just... I just don't like what this ownership is doing. You know, this ownership would always go and spend money, but now they don't want to spend any money. Um, I just, I just don't get it. You know, you're going to lose three generation players in th four years, three years. It's just boggles my friggin' mind what this this franchise is doing. Um, but we're gonna say in the AL East, uh, the Rays. Rays want to spend some money. They bring in uh, Zach Eflin, a three-year deal. It's worth about $40 million. Uh, it's one of the largest free agent contracts in the race history, according to Tampa Bay uh, Times, uh, Mark uh, uh, Topkin. Um, so uh, Wilson Alvarez, five-year, uh, $35 million contract, set the previous record in December of 1997, several months before the Devil Rays played the first game. Um, although we uh, pitched out of the bullpen during the Phillies' recent playoff run, the Rays intended to use uh, Eflin as a starter. The New York Post, Joel Sherman reports, um, spent the majority um, was creating the rotation before being moved to the bullpen in September. Uh, and Tampa Bay had adapted to the back end of the uh, Rays' strong uh, lineup behind uh, Shea Macklem and Tyler uh, Glance uh, now. 
Um, <clears throat> so he's from Orlando, so he owns a lifetime of 4.49 ERA. That's kind of high. And a 1.29 uh, WHIP with 552 strikeouts across parts of seven seasons of big leads with the Phillies, despite uh, being a uh, consistent uh, presence in the Phillies during the team's rebuild. He struggled to stay healthy. He made 25 uh, starts just once in his career. Um, so he started his 2022 campaign in the uh, rotation before a knee bruise sidelined him in June after 13 starts. Um, when he returned to the Phillies, when he returned the Phillies, moved to the bullpen when he thrived, posting a 1.7 ERA and a uh, 0.52 WHIP down the uh, stretch. Um, so he saved both the Phillies' playoff clinching and wild card uh, series clinching victories and struck out 12 batters and uh, 10 and two third uh, postseason innings. Um, I mean, it's not a bad signing. I know adding uh, ro uh, rotation up to their uh, to the rotation. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm I'm going back a little. I wanted to put this in order. Uh, so Phillies, Cubs, the Diamondbacks, and the, of course the Dodgers are eyeing Xander uh, Bogarts. Um, So I don't know if I ever said this uh, last time. Remain engaged with his representatives, Kenny. Uh, Kenny said, uh, "Scott Boris is a busy man, so we're in touch. Uh, so we're in touch." Kenny also uh, refused rumors that he already said that. So I don't have an impression, but we all can go by our. I don't have a, an impression, but we can go by. We can go by is our desire to bring him back, and he said that's going to be a lot of clubs interested in Xander Bogarts. We understand that, but we kept the lines of communication open through last season to uh, the off season into his free agency. Um, damn man, you know if the Phillies can bring him in that lineup, be nuts. Uh, you no, know, the Cubs, Cubs are looking to spend money. Cubs. I thought they're gonna be real uh, rebuilding, but there's rumors that they're gonna spend a lot of money. I don't see them going to the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are a team that's gonna spend the next couple of years rebuilding. Um, I could see them going to the Dodgers. Two teams I have the three teams obviously the Padres, Phillies, and Dodgers. I could see them going to the Dodgers. You know, going to the Dodgers right now is a very place to go to win a ring. I mean, that didn't work out for them too much this year where they won 110 games or something like that, 109 games, 112 games, and end up losing in the uh, playoffs. Um, but I don't know. I just, like I said, I really, really hope that um, – I just – I really hope the Red Sox bring him back. You know, I, I, I don't want to see him leave, but – I think he's gone. Also, uh, the Astros signed uh, Jose Abreu to a uh, three-year deal. He's expected to pay about $19.5 million. Uh, he spent uh, his first nine seasons of his career with the uh, Chicago White Sox. He won the uh, American Game MVP in 2020. No, it's uh, this is a great signing. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a great signing. Definitely help there. Uh, help him out at first base. Uh, <clears throat> Houston's first baseman finished uh, 29th in uh, FW uh, F uh, WAR minus 1.4 and bottom of home runs 10 last season. Frazier uh, Yul Gurriel uh, started 142 games at first base for the Astros last season, struggling with a uh, six a uh, six 4.7 OPS with eight home runs. Um, <clears throat> sorry guys, I 
getting over a cold too. Uh, so is, so he put a, a strong season last season at the plate for the White Sox in 2022. Uh, he slashed 304, 378, 446 with 15 home runs, 85 runs scored, and 75 runs batted in. Um, <clears throat> this is a great sign for Houston. Um, obviously, you know, one of the main reasons why I probably went to Houston was help my first base and all of that get a World Series ring. You know, this team just defending World Series champion, adding Jose Abreu was going to probably boost up the lineup even more. That lineup's very scary now. Um, can this team go back to back? It's this team definitely can, especially uh, bringing him in. <clears throat> So Aaron Judge is expected to sign a record deal at the winter meetings. Uh, the current record annual salary position player is held by Los Angeles uh, Angels superstar Mike Trout, who earns $35.5 million per year. Uh, the Yankees, whom Judge has played his entire seven-year uh, career so far with, uh, have an eight-year offer on the table worth around $300 million. Uh, that would break Trout's record of by $2 million per year. But uh, we'll finish what they uh, will finish well shy of the total commitment uh, made by the Angels, uh, which was an 11 year deal. Um, the uh, San Francisco Giants also considered the top suitor, while the Dodgers have been rumored to a potential landing spot. Um, so the meeting, so the uh, winter meetings begins tomorrow, uh, in San Diego, run through Wednesday, December 7th. So this is when you're probably going to see a lot of signings start happening, like Aaron Judge, Justin Verlander. Um, Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, um, and all these other uh, no big name free agents. So I have no idea who's going to win this um, Aaron Judge sweepstakes. So I could see staying in New York and you know, just win the LMVP. Just broke the uh, home run record in the AL in the single the uh, single season home run record in the AL this past season. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, obviously the Red Sox aren't going to sign him. I, I, I got to get off the whole Red Sox thing, but I can't wait to see who win this, wins the sweepstakes. I'm going to be a situation where, just like the Twins uh, with uh, Carlos Correa last year, came out of nowhere and signed you know, him to the deal. You know, could could there be a dark a dark horse team that's talking to uh, Aaron Judge as, as I speak right now? Um I, and I can't wait to see who wins as the Aaron Judge sweep takes. But speaking about um, <clears throat> Trey Turn, the Padres have a uh, legitimate interest in Trey Turn after two meetings. Uh, the Padres already have uh, employed shortstops for NFTs Jr. and uh, Hai Sung Kim, who are reportedly also inquiring about free agent shortstop because of Bogarts. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. The wow. So the Padres actually drafted in twenty fourteen is attempted to require that I sent to acquire him. I did not know the uh, Padres drafted him. The Padres failed uh, to do so at the twenty one trade deadline. Instead, that um, end up going to the Dodgers last uh, trade de- uh, in twenty twenty one trade uh, trade deadline. Um, you know the Padres obviously are not afraid about spending money. You no, know, they sign. Uh, Eric Hosmer, uh, Manny Machado, two massive nine-year figures. Also uh, made trades for Juan Soto and uh, Josh uh, Harder. Um, no, obviously the Padres are trying to compete in the uh, NL West, so... I don't know. I mean, you already got... I mean... If I'm not mistaken, can Trey turn to play in the outfield, too? 
I gotta look that up. <clears throat> Alright, so we only mainly only really play shortstop. He did play uh, center field in Washington in 2016. So he can play in the outfield. He's also played second base a few times. So, I mean, the Padres can really throw him. So the Padres do bring him. You got Frantis Jr. who's going to be suspended for the, I uh, forget how many games. But, um, you know, you can throw him at shortstop when Frantis comes back. You can throw him at second. You can throw him out in the outfield. So, yeah. I'm going to jump into some football news now. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, very unhappy on uh, Thursday night football. Uh, and that says that speaks volumes, and they better figure this out because they got a pretty good, decent, decent football team. Yeah, you see it right there. You see uh, the cuss words come out, but he's also expressing himself saying, throw the ball. So he said, throw the effing ball. The running game sucks. Um, so he said, I let my emotions get to me. We're playing from behind. Jones told supporters. Uh, what I said was about what uh what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. I got to uh, execute the uh, part better, but it's the uh, short game. We uh we keep going to uh, we keep going to which is working. I feel like we need chunk plays. The ad I shouted that uh I shouted I shouted that uh out to get everyone going. That's emotional. That's football. I'm passionate about the game. Obviously, you don't uh, want to let your emotions get the best of you. It wasn't directed toward anybody, just emotion coming out. We uh, need a spark. So he's averaged just 5.4 yards per throw in the uh, defeat to Buffalo. He finished with uh, 90, 195 pass yards for one touchdown. Um, so the Patriots fall to 6-6 six six now, two straight losses. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just not a big friend of Matt Patricia at all. I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm not a big fan of Matt Patricia. I don't know why the Patriots brought him back. Uh, no, I got to agree with Matt Jones on this. No, Matt Patricia is not a good. He's not a good play caller. Matt Patricia sucks. Look what he did in Detroit. I don't know why the Patriots brought him back. Um, at the same time, I think Mac Jones sucks too. So, you know, this Patriots team, this Patriots team just sucks in general. I'm sorry. You know, Mac Jones, I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones. Had a good rookie season last year. You know, comes into this season, completely falls off a cliff. You know, got Matt Patricia calling awful play calling. Um, you know, a lot of tension in New England right now. And speaking about, uh, no, Mac Jones, uh, there's a rumor going around that Tom Brady returned to the Patriots is not ruled out by a Boston reporter. Um, so Brady and Belichick still have a, uh, a, a lot of respect for one another. They made points to say it publicly on multiple occasions since the QB departed for Tampa Bay. They spent 23 season, uh, they spent 23 minutes together in the visiting locker room at Gillette Stadium following uh, Tom Brady's return. 
an appointment they set up prior to the game. The Patriots are slated to have more than 50 million cap space in 2023. They can uh, <clears throat> address their flaws again. This is in Tom Hill. This is uh, <clears throat> sorry. This uh, time on heels for a couple of impressive uh, draft classes. Um, that's really nothing uh, concrete here, uh, but there are really ramblings that the Patriots could be um, interested in your reunion uh, with Mac with Brady. If Mac Jones can you struggle the twenty two season? Um, there's a long way to go between now and the offseason, but it looks like the Patriots uh, have at least to be considered a possible landing spot in Tom Brady. Um, that would be absolutely nuts, you know. <clears throat> That would be nuts. You know, you obviously, you know, you brought in Cam Newton and uh, the Cam Newton uh, situation didn't work out. You know, there's no training camp because of COVID that season. They didn't really have enough time to practice. They didn't really get enough time to uh, get going with that Patriots um, offense. You know, he was injured uh, before when they signed him. So I don't think Cam Newton was really 100% healthy um, at that time. Then you draft um, Mac Jones to take over as you take Mac Jones to take over and be a your franchise quarterback. You know, first season work out, second season it's not working out. Just imagine, just imagine, you know, you bring back Tom Brady take over the guy that you thought was going to be franchise quarterback. How would Mac how would Mac Jones look at that? Um I I I don't think that would look good for Mac Jones. I mean, I don't think they're going to um obviously going to bring back Tom Brady. I still think they got faith in Mac Jones. Uh I think the season's just go hopefully going to motivate uh Mac Jones to get better next season. If not, no, they got that fifty million in cash space that they can go out there and sign somebody. But um, that would be nuts if Tom Brady comes back to New England. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't see it happening. I don't think it will. But you know, you can't rule it out. That that would be absolutely crazy if it ends up happening. Um, Antonio Brown, haven't mentioned his name in a minute. Uh, so there's an arrest warrant issued for uh, Antonio Brown at the misdemeanor battery. Um, so the police attempt may have issued a warrant for uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, the charges seen from domestic battery incident November 20th, according to ESPN's uh, Jenna Lane. Uh, Tampa Bay were, uh, were police told Lane that the Brown has an argument with a woman which became physical and Brown threw a shoe, threw a shoe at her. Um, the woman who was the mother of Brown's four kids said Brown locked her out of the, at her house in Tampa Bay, tossed her belongings, and then threatened to shoot her, according to court directus, uh, court uh, documents obtained by uh, Aaron uh, Minzmer of the uh, Fox 13 News. On November 29th, a judge denied a potential for temporary risk and protection order to prevent Brown from possessing uh, firearms if he was considered a threat to himself. Um, I just, I don't get what's going on with this dude. I really don't know. It's, I feel like ever since he's left, ever since he's left Pittsburgh, it's just been, it's been downhill for him. You know, he goes to, um, 
He goes to Las Vegas. Doesn't even play a single game in Las Vegas. I think the only thing he... I think the only really thing he did was playing maybe maybe preseason game. Once out of he once out of there. You know, once out of there goes to New England, plays one game in New England. Um goes to New England, plays one game there, goes to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl. Last season does a whole thing, takes his jersey off, takes his pads off, acts like a fool. Um, I don't know, man. I just... I don't get what's going on with this dude. I really don't. But uh, so we're going to move on. Uh, Speaking about another Brown, uh, AJ uh, AJ Brown said Antonio Brown had a matchup versus uh, the Titans. He said Tennessee um, Tennessee fan, uh, Tennessee Titans fans hate me. So this is uh, his first game against the Titans since being traded to the uh, Eagles. Um, Brown, whom the Titans uh, traded to Philly in April recently, said he doesn't he uh, doesn't think uh, Titans fans finally moved on from his departure. Oh, they hate me, Brown said of Titans fans, according to uh, Jesse Palmer of the NFL Network. But part of it's my fault. I mean, some people still love me, but they think the majority of the fans uh, are out to get me. It's uh, part of it, though. Uh, Brown added that there's no, uh, nothing personal between him and the Titans. And May Brown also uh, Brown also said continued harassment of fans following his trade from uh, the Titans led uh, him to uh, canceling his new um, football camp in Nashville. Um, so he requested a trade from the Titans three weeks before the 2022 uh, NFL draft um, aimed uh, contract talks. Uh, Titans sent him to Philadelphia during the draft exchange for a first-round uh, pick. The Eagles then made Brown one of the uh, league's highest-paid wide receivers in a four-year extension. Uh, Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill will play with the uh, A.J. Brown between 19 to 20. Uh, crazy wide out. Uh, I love A.J. Tannehill said Wednesday. Uh, I miss having him around, but obviously he's going. Uh, he's doing well over there, and just hope uh, he's not doing too well uh, this Sunday. So AJ Brown caught 53 passes for 831 yards and seven touchdowns to 11 games this season. Um, big no big game for the Eagles tomorrow. They're playing a very very good Titans team, and uh, <coughs> I don't know. Very very big tight very tough game for the Eagles right now. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, Eagles' run defense sucks. Now you're going to play Derrick Henry. I don't know how I feel about this game. I really don't. Very, very tough matchup for the Eagles tomorrow. You know, they got to stop Derrick Henry. And I can you, can you stop Derrick Henry? I mean, how do you stop Derrick Henry? No matter who you put in front of him, he's going to plow through you. Uh, I know they just activated Jordan Davis, or Jordan Davis should be back soon. And they're definitely going to miss him tomorrow. Um... No, we should. No, I. I don't know. I. I and I'm worried. I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm worried. I don't know if the Eagles can win this game tomorrow. Um. Uh, speaking more about Eagles, so uh, Darius Slice has a Packers have a bright future with uh, Jordan Love.
Oh, sorry, guys. I've seen uh, what football games are on TV tomorrow. Um, so. So Darius Slay says, defense when A-Rod goes out, we feel great. Slay said in big play, uh, big play Slay podcast on Monday. That's one of the yeah, that's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So if he goes out, we have to go out there and get really fire, uh, really after it. That D line gets a little hungry because they know with a young buck coming in, they can get after the quarterback. Since A-Rod makes a lot of checks in communication at the line of scrimmage, that's hard to uh, that's hard to sack. Uh, young Buck Jordan Love comes in and eventually does very, very solid job. And Green Bay got a bright, bright future, like a bright one, because uh, Buddy Love was uh, slinging it. And he was. No, he drove down the Packers right down the field and scored a touchdown. Um, I still don't know why the Packers really still haven't made him the starting quarterback yet. I think they should have traded Aaron Rodgers before this, uh, uh, during the offseason. Um, came off the bench Sunday on the, uh, on the, you know, like I said, came off the bench um, after M. Rogers parked an injury to his ribs, he completed six of his nine pass punch, 13 yards, and a touchdown. A 63-yarder, second-round, uh, second-round pick, uh, Christian Watson. Uh, For Jordan Love, 37. Here he is throwing in the middle. It's caught by Watson. He's got great speed. Turning the corner, Christian Watson down the sideline, and he will score. Whoa! Hang on. Love to Watson to a one-score game. He says, I ain't going to lie. It looked, he looked like A-Rod, uh, like he's, I ain't going to lie. It looked like A-Rod, like he's, Love's been learning a lot, Slay said. It should have been a blessing for him to be behind a goat and learning, like, at a high level. He's a talented kid as well. He's a first-round pick. He has a lot of talent. He just has to wait his time, just like how A-Rod waited for his time for Brett Favre. His time's going to come, and you can see the gunsling mentality, like, uh, just like uh, him. Uh, just like him, talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, with quick release and uh, flick, picking the... Uh, Making the back of his leg up, uh, he's uh, Jordan loves copying, uh, pacing uh, Rod for sure. Uh, that's a great player uh, to be uh, learning from. Um, you know they got you no know, Packers. They got a big decision to make uh, in regards of the uh, quarterback position this coming up season. Rodgers, he's gonna be thirty nine. Sure, thirty nine today. Um, has two years remaining on his three year deal. Uh, extension they signed this year. However, the front office has to make the call on how much they believe in Love. Um, no, he's 24, you know, you gotta let this kid start at one point, you know, you drafted him in the first round. Now, how long do you let him sit on the bench? You know, you're going to keep giving Aaron Rodgers the keys. You can't give Aaron Rodgers the keys forever. And yes, Aaron Rodgers just won back-to-back -back MVPs, but you know, at one point you got, you got to move on from Aaron Rodgers. He's 39 years old, and like I, I mean, you start, you know, Jordan Love came in, drove down the field. He was 6 for 913 yards, had a big play to Christian Watson. If I'm the Packers, I mean, Packers are out of the playoffs right now. There's no way to make in the playoffs. You know, sit Evan Rodgers the rest of the season. We'll let Jordan Love take over and see what Jordan Love can do for the rest of what? Four or five weeks of the season? You know, if this team can start running with Jordan Love now, say, see you later, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Jordan Love's been sitting on the bench for three years now. It's time to give Jordan Love the keys and let him start.
Um, or if not, I mean, what do you do? Do you trade Jordan Love in the offseason? I, mean, I would say let Jordan Love start now and say see you later, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, no, that's that's. I mean, I, I'm just doing a sports podcast, but I mean, I, I I didn't know what you do. I mean, but I, I already said what I would do. Let let the kid take over. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't know what this. I mean, there's rumors he's going to play tomorrow, um, but I will let the kid start a full game tomorrow and see what he can do. Um, that's not the only thing. Uh, That's not the only thing. Uh, Tom Brady said he's amazed by Jalen Hurts uh, in the Eagles. He's playing at a, a very high, a very very high level, and they're uh, a tough team to stop. Um, obviously, they're off the. They're obviously, Eagles are at ten and one, led by uh, Jalen Hurts, who's an MVP caliber uh, player, who completed 67.3 of his passes, uh, and throwing for two thousand fifty uh, fifty six yards, seventeen touchdowns, just three interceptions on the year. Um, one of five point six rating. Hertz also has rushed for uh five hundred ninety seven rushing yards, eight touchdowns, giving him three thousand one fifty seven combined yards and twenty five uh, combined touchdowns. Um, so Hertz is taken on the league by Storm and Tom Brady is clearly impressed by the uh, <clears throat> impressed. Uh, so Tom Brady said in the Let's Go podcast how much he's uh on how much he's amazed by uh how easy Jalen Hurts may play this week. He says I never uh. I've never rushed for more than 100 yards in a season. I don't think Brady said. I mean, he did it for 150 yards in a game and made it look uh, made, uh, made it look easy. I saw one of those highlights, and he just has a great uh, set skill to be, to, uh, to be able to, you know, you just got to have such a, such awareness too because when you uh, run, those guys are coming at you. They're coming at you fast. I uh, I think uh, when you have this athleticism, uh, but you also know exactly when to uh, get down. Exactly, he knows exactly when to get out of bounds. He starts to run. He stops and throws a ball. So his ability to make plays in the run game is very impressive. Uh, and 157 uh, yards for anybody is incredible. Um, no, I just no. I, I said it before. You know, when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, I thought it was terrible. I didn't like him in college. And I'll admit it, when he took over for Carson Wentz, I didn't like when he took over for Carson Wentz. I didn't think he was a good quarterback. I didn't think he was an NFL quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is running over. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I freaking love Jalen Hurts. He's, I think he's a good quarterback. And I really hope this guy can lead this team further into the playoffs. Um, and I love it. I really do. No, uh, he also, uh, Tom Brady also took notes the Eagles are a tough team to beat for a reason. He's playing at a very, very high level, and they're a tough team to stop, Brady said. Even if you think you've got him uh, stopped in a lot of uh, for a lot of the game, like the Colts had them a few weeks ago, it comes, <coughs> excuse me, it comes down to that drive at the end of the game. He's got a little more energy left in the tank. He makes a game-winning run, and there's, uh, at the end for a touchdown, um, I don't mean. I just. I really hope the team can get it going. Um, I really do. I hope Jalen Hurts can continue to get going. Um, you know, like I said, I I wasn't a fan of Jalen Hurts. I was mad when the Eagles drafted him, but you know what? And now I'm looking back, and I it was a great pick, and I a very very great pick, and I really hope this is our franchise quarterback for years to come. <coughs> 
Also, the Bills made some history, becoming the first team to pull um, of two impressive uh, two impressive uh, feats. The Buffalo Bills made some NFL history on a th- on Thursday with their twenty four to ten win over New England. With that victory, the Bills accomplished two uh, feats that have never been pulled out before. <clears throat> with the first one, uh, with their first one over the Patriots, give the Bills uh, three Thursday victories this season, which is most NFL history. <coughs> Here's a quick look at the uh, how the Bills have fared on Thursday night games. So in Week One, they beat the uh, beat the Rams thirty-one to ten. The Bills were hyped up as a Super Bowl uh, favorites during the offseason, and they showed why this in this game. Josh Allen threw for two hundred ninety-seven yards and three touchdowns as the Bills rolled over the Rams. <sighs> Uh, so on Thursday, Thanksgiving, they beat the Lions twenty twenty five. This was the uh, this was the this was the only of their Thursday wins um, was actually close uh, with a game tied at twenty five with just twenty three seconds left to play. Allen drove the uh, Bills into a field goal range. Tyler Bass ended up hitting a field goal. Um, then no, this past Thursday they beat the uh, Patriots twenty four to ten. So the Bills are the first team to win three straight Thursday games, it looks like. Or no, not three straight, but three Thursday games in one season. So if you guys care about that kind of crap, which I really don't. And um, Deshaun Watson uh, is actually... Looks like he might be playing tomorrow, but some of the QB's accusers actually plan on attending the uh, Browns Texans game in Houston. Uh, when Deshaun Watson makes his 2022 NFL debut on Sunday, several of the women who sued him for sexual misconduct are planning to attend the game. In 2020, Busby told her associate uh, press on Tuesday that he's expecting at least 10 women to attend the game between the Texans and the uh, Browns. The uh, Houston t- uh, attorney said uh, the woman planned to uh, be there some kind of make the statement, hey, we're still here, we matter. Our voice was heard, and uh, this is not something that's over. Sexual harassment. Uh, Harassment and assault happens every day in the United States. So Watson was sued by 25 women for allegedly uh, ranging from sexual uh, harassment to sexual assault. Busby was attorney for those 25 women who filed for those lawsuits over a period of 16 months beginning in March of 2021. When Sean Watson was hit with a single uh, civil lawsuit uh, by a massage therapist who accused him of sexual misconduct. the total number of lawsuits eventually bloomed up, uh, bloomed up to 25. Although Watson did settle 23 of those uh, cases over the summer, as for the other two, lawsuits are still active, and the uh, other one was dropped. Um, the woman uh, who was yet uh, to settle her case, uh, Lauren uh, Bexley, explained in August why she's refused to back down. So she said Watson still refuses to admit that he harassed and committed uh, committed in, um, incident uh, assault against me, Bixby, uh, Bexley. Wrote for uh, <clears throat> the Daily Beast. Any settlement offer he has made has been uh, dismal uh, f- for his evil actions. And I know unless there is a. Uh, I don't know. I just. I really hope he didn't do this. I really do not. I've been, I've been a fan of Deshaun Watson. If he did do this, you know, it's obviously wrong, disgusting. Um, Now, how, how are Houston fans going to react to him going on the field? Are they going to boo him? Are they going to cheer him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do they do? Do they boo? Do they cheer? I'm going to do some... Uh, I'm going to jump in some hockey. There were, I don't know. i got to do my picks. Uh, sorry, guys. I just... I hate doing this podcast by myself. Hopefully, Ryan can make it next week if his uh, boo belly gets better. 
the hell is this crap? So last week, I, I sucked last week, I think. Alright, so this week, I took the, uh, took the uh, Bills over the Patriots, uh, got that one right. I took the Falcons over the Steelers. I actually took the Packers over the Bears, took the, this might sound crazy, took the Jaguars over the Lions, but I think I might change that. Uh, I took the Vikings over the Jets, took the Giants over the Commanders, uh, I took the Eagles over the Titans, even though I said I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Took the Ravens over the Broncos. Took the Browns over the Texans. The Seahawks over the Rams. I actually took the 49ers over the Dolphins. Took the Bengals over the Chiefs. Uh, took the Ra uh, Chargers over the Raiders. Cowboys over the Colts. And the Bucks over the Saints. And uh, Ryan sent me his picks. So let's see who I took. I uh, so, so he took. So he took the... Um, so he took the uh well I took the Bills over the Patriots. So we both took that one. He took the uh Pittsburgh over the um Falcons. He took the uh we both took the Packers. Lions games different. He took the Lions. He took the uh Vikings. The hell these screenshots are so messed up so we both took the um both took the giants so maybe i'll change mine to the commanders he took the eagles he took the both both took the ravens this kid needs to learn how to screenshot and how to send them in order I don't see his Browns and uh, Texans pick. Don't know who he took in that one. Um, he took the Seahawks. He took the uh, 49ers. He took the Chiefs. I don't know the rest of the games because he didn't send them. So I don't know. He does not have to have a screenshot. Anyways, guys. Um, those are my picks. Those are his picks. Half his picks because he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, some hockey news. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Detroit Red Wings, is to miss over a month. Someone underwent surgery. Uh, was about six weeks dead. Uh, head coach uh, Derek uh, Landre said. Uh, the winger uh, was hurt during a shootout loss to Buffalo Sabres on Wednesday when teammate Ben Chiriot, uh, point uh, point shot struck Bertuzzi in the left hand late in the third period. So, um... So he's been limited to nine games a season due to multiple uh, alignments. Uh, he missed most of the preseason with the unclosed injury. He suffered at the uh, start of training camp. Uh, Bertuzzi then broke his uh, right hand, blocking his shot in the uh, second game of the regular season. Um, lot of, a lot of injuries for him this season. Um He's coming off a strong campaign, which he established a career high in goals, 30 assists, 32, and uh, points despite shooting up just for 68 uh, con uh, contests last season. Uh, the big loss for the Red Wings. The Red Wings been off to a good start this season, and I ha I'm happy the way they've been playing. Um, I really thought you no know, Tyler Petrie's going to be a trade bait this uh, season. Um, you know, hopefully come back from his injury and uh, get back to his, uh, you know, get back to, uh, being consistent, the Red Wings definitely need him. Also, uh, some scary news. Uh, 
Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Chris Latane out and definitely after having a stroke. So he's expected, so uh, Latane isn't experiencing the uh, lasting effects of the stroke. He was taken to the hospital Monday after poor any symptoms will, and will continue to undergo testing this week. His condition isn't believed to be career-threatening. I uh, said, I'm, I'm fortunate to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right, Latane said in a press release. While it's difficult to uh, navigate this issue uh, publicly, I am uh, hopeful it can uh, raise awareness. It's important for me that my, my, my teammates, family, my fans know that I am okay. I'm optimistic that I'll be <clears throat> back on the ice soon. Penguins general manager Ron Hexel said the team is grateful that Chris is doing very well. He's a warrior on the ice. And uh, first and foremost, he's a son, father, husband, friend, Hexel said. <clears throat> His health is the number one priority. He added Wednesday, I am shocked how well he's doing emotionally and how um, well he seems to be taking it. This is mu uh, this is much less severe than we hoped eight uh, years ago. That's uh, a lot of comfort knowing that. <clears throat> so he missed over two months in 2014 due to a stroke. After the game uh, last night, and informed the players that Chris... That Chris is uh after the game last night, I informed that the players of uh, Chris's uh, circumstance, Penguins head coach uh, Mike Sullivan said Wednesday, he was with me when I did, and it was important for Chris to be there because his teammates got to see him in good spirits, and he's doing well. So he's played twenty games with the Penguins this season, tallying twelve points. So it's good to see, you know, Chris Latane is doing good. It's not career threatening. Um, that's scary. You know, I I, I can imagine though. Know, what thoughts is going through his heads on the way to the hospital, even at the hospital. Um, I didn't know that he suffered a stroke in 2014. I uh, hope he can bounce back from this uh, because, you know, during the uh, offseason, a lot of people had you no know, Pittsburgh going. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of people had Pittsburgh going to the uh, Stanley Cup. So I uh, know hopefully he's going to be okay. Also, Alistair Bechkin passes uh, Wayne Gretzky for most uh, all-time role goals. Um, Washington Capitals star um, tied. Then broke Wayne Gretzky's record for most away goals in NHL history after scoring uh, twice in the first period against the Vancouver Canucks. His 402nd career goal tally came just at 535 in the opening frame when uh, he surprised. Uh, Surprise uh, connects that matter uh, Spencer Martin in front of for the uh, unassisted uh, marker. And Reinsdijk turns back. He's bumped by Burroughs as he plays the puck behind the Vancouver goal. Hughes, check, and Ovechkin scores! Alex Ovechkin with a goal that ties him with Wayne Gretzky for the most road goals in any season. This is the next goal. The Capitals take a 1-0 lead. I think it helps playing with Ethan Bear. They're a good combination. Mantha fake the shooting, put it to the middle. Strong, Ovechkin scores! Second of the game. And he's now the all-time leader in road goals in NHL hit. I've always loved uh, oh, uh, He is one of, part of my favorite player of all time, and I've always wanted to go see him. You know, I, I'm not too far from Boston. I mean, I hopefully I can get to a game and see him soon. Um, but you know, congratulations to him. One of the probably, obviously, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. All right, we're gonna finish off with some basketball news because we're already almost an hour into this podcast. Um, 
So Al Horford agrees to a two-year deal, a two-year extension, a twenty. So a two-year twenty million dollar extension with the Celtics. The extension fully guaranteed has a trade uh, kick, according to Boston Globe's Adam uh, Hemsblash. This uh, also means that uh, Al Horford's full twenty-six point five million dollar salary this season is now guaranteed. Previously nineteen point five million. Uh, 18 games a season, Al, Al Horford's averaged uh, 10.9 points, 6.3 rebounds, 2.8 assists, and 0.9 blocks in 31.3 minutes while shooting 55.5% and making 40, 48.8% of his three-point attempts. Uh, his usage rate is a career low, uh, 12%. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I love Al Horford. I'm glad they brought him back. I'm still hoping no he can get that uh know that ring he uh get that ring he wants. Um I don't know. Obviously he's not gonna put up numbers he did when he was younger. Um but I know he obviously seems like he wants to finish his career as a Celtic. <clears throat> uh Anthony Towns big loss for the uh Tim Wolf. He's out four to six weeks with the calf strain. Uh so, so yeah, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm still getting on this damn cold and I hate doing this podcast by myself. Uh, so we help off the court in the third quarter of Monday's defeat to the uh, Wizards. As we begin to run back down the floor, Towns uh, suddenly pulled up in visible discomfort and grabbed the back of his uh, lower right leg. Um, so he's averaging 28.8 points, 8.2 rebounds, and 5.3 assists through 21 games a season. Uh, he's, he's injured a lot, man. He's... Frequently injured a lot. So, uh, Lakers streamers front office considering three different uh, past two deals on December fifth as December fifteenth looms per report. Um, so, one's Russell Westbrook. Uh, some combination of Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, and picks for a role player will uh, better fit for the, uh, some of their needs at shooting and size. Two separate trades would involve Beverly, Nunn, and a first-round pick, and the other would involve Westbrook and another pick. Um, the Lakers are sitting at 9-12 right now. now. A few weeks ago, a lot of people were saying this team is already done for, so we should uh, see how that goes. So LeBron James passes Magic for six on NBA assist list. It means a lot. Uh, so he passed uh, Magic Johnson six on NBA uh, on the NBA's all-time assist list by recording his tenth ten thousand hundred forty-second Diamond Fridays uh, victory over the uh, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. The fourth earns milestone assist on the open three-pointer from fellow star Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter of a highly tightened contest. He said it means a lot. James said the way Magic pushed the game, uh, it was very very. Uh, Infectionist. His teammate loves playing with him because of the joy he played and uh, with the ability to pass the ball to get other guys involved. He was always excited about seeing his teammates be great. I always admired that in him. Uh, what's even more humbling and super, uh, super duper cool, in fact, that I'm uh, doing it as a in the lake uniform. Super duper cool. Um, knowing, knowing how much Magic Johnson meets his franchise. Um, the goat keeps the goat keeps doing it, man. The goat keeps the goat keeps adding to his resume. He just keeps adding to his resume. Uh speaking about uh, LeBron James, um, 
I should, I mean, I, I want to start with this first, but I want to get a baseball out of the way. So LeBron James, why hasn't media asked me about Jerry Jones' uh, photo? I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk, and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo and i know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes i get it but it seemed like it's just been buried under like oh it happened okay we just we just move on and i was just kind of disappointed that i haven't received that question from you guys you know i i gotta agree with lebron james on this you know the media was asking all these players about Kyrie irving now this happens you really haven't heard too much about the jerry jones situation I don't care if this was back in 957. Um, why is this, why is it not getting talked about? Um, you know why? Why is this not getting talked about? Why? Why? why I mean, I obviously both are bad. The, what Kyrie Irving did was bad. No, what Jerry Jones is bad. I don't care if it's back in 957. This stuff is still going on. No, both ways is still going on. Um, I mean, I can't say. I mean, no sense right there. Um, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, why is no one talking about this? Um, if you guys didn't see the photo, uh, Joshua Clark Davis on Twitter said, Wow, so Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is one of the bullies that was trying to stop black uh, classmates from uh, getting to a high school back in Little Rock in 957. Um, but Jerry Jones did come out and say... Uh, He says, uh, first of all, uh, you have to hear me say how much I think of LeBron, Jan LeBron uh, Jones told 105 The Fan. I don't think uh, anybody that respects him more. I don't know of anybody that's taken every opportunity he's had and maximized it. Not only he's been great ambassador of sports, he's taken a sport, he's taken his venues and used these platforms. I want to be sure that you know uh, where I'm coming from. It made uh, bottom pups off my vest, so speak, when... Uh, so so to so to speak, when uh, he would uh, talk about how much uh, Cowboys fan he was, uh, Jones uh, James is used uh, obviously as uh, tall much. You know he loves the Cowboys. Um, so uh, Jerry Jones says he already addressed the photo, saying that uh, he wasn't taking part in the uh, part in the photo when he went at. 
out there. Uh, he, so he's out there, and, uh, out there seeing what was going on. Pretty much, he was saying. Um, Jones said he wishes he had done more to help the black students feel more accepted to Little Rock. Um, I just, I don't know, you know, it's, you know, back in that time, man, it was very, obviously we still got racism going on, but back in that time, man, it was so different. It really was, you know, and uh, I don't know, maybe Jerry Jones was out there to see what was going on, but, you know, back in that time, man, who knows? Um, but you know, I got, I got to agree with LeBron James on this, you know, everyone's talking about Kyrie, everyone's talking about Kyrie and look at the Brett Favre situation. No one's talking about the Brett Favre situation. No one's talking about this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are, maybe I'm just not watching enough news. Maybe I'm not watching, seeing the right news stations, but no, why is no one talking about the Jerry Jones thing? I don't care if it's back in 957. No, he was still out there. But no, maybe he was. No, maybe he was just seeing what was going on out there. And that's the same thing on the Kyrie side. You know, Kyrie Irving should have never tweeted that thing. Um, but I don't know. It's just. Maybe that's the way the media is. I don't know. Maybe the media is covering. I'm just not seeing it. But uh, I don't know. Um, but anyways, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. Almost an, an over an hour podcast, just about. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you guys listen this far, I appreciate the love and support. And I'm hoping I can make it next week because, like I said, I hate doing this podcast by myself. Uh, anyways, guys, I hope you have a, a good rest of your weekend. Um, yeah, take care and spike your hair. Ooh, you know it. <laughs>